Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. It's Monday, February 3rd, 2020. We are already through the month of January. I can't believe how fast time is going. Guys, I am so excited for what's to come, not only with this podcast, but with life in general for you, for myself, for everybody around us. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, make sure that you go ahead and share uh, on whatever platform you might be listening on. And make sure you subscribe as well for those of you all that are returning. Thank you for your continued support and belief in this podcast. Definitely means the world to me. I want to take a quick moment to give a shout out to our sponsor at Fibersoul.com. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Make sure you go check Fibersoul out. It's a one-stop shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. With Fibersoul, you've always got apparel that can speak life, and you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. So if you all have been following the podcast, Uh, for any length of time now uh, as we've started 2020 or maybe you've been following the video series that I do every Monday I'm dropping the mental health Monday videos and then I am following up each video with the podcast episode for that Monday focusing on different aspects and conversations about uh, life in general but how everything that we do and everything that we experience plays back into our mental and emotional health and today is no different I'm actually really excited to be kicking this month off with this conversation piece and the reason being um is because of the fact that I think that if we could set the precedence for this now, it'll help us to navigate throughout the rest of 2020 and beyond when it comes to how we carry ourselves and how we choose to respond, react, and just truly live out our lives and our purpose. And that is being able to deal with the spirit of comparison. Um, This conversation is so important from a few aspects, but when we talk about the mental and emotional health piece of it, um, one of the things that we're not realizing is that uh, it, it is comparison itself can uh, cause you to be blocked when it comes to your creativity as a person, when it comes to your creativity as an artist, as an individual who uh, has literally been put on this earth to create in some way, shape or form. Um, there's also the area of self-sabotage that I can't wait to discuss as well when we talk about how it affects our mental health. And then there's another component that really sticks out for me, and that is how we tend to judge and base our lives off of what we or who we've compared ourselves to throughout this process, right? So I'm gonna give you all of those as some areas to digest, but then we're also going to come back towards the end of this podcast, and I'm gonna give you a few strong takeaway points that can help you to overcome the spirit of comparison and get you on the right track so that you can live out your life to its fullest potential and its fullest purpose with you staying in track and in tune with your identity and who you are. So listen, let's do this first, man. I want to break this thing down um, from the standpoint of social media and then personal life, right? These two are very, um, I think they're the two most important areas that we see this in, right? Sometimes we look at the comparison piece, we see people doing things in life, and we look at it from the social aspect. But a lot of times I'm noticing that we also get it in the physical and in the in-person interactions as well, right? And so we tend to see people doing great things. We tend to see people winning big um, in social media and in person. These are all great things, right? I want to see people win. I think it's a great um, part of life. And we all have our specific winning seasons and times where we will win more than others, right? But one of the things that I'm noticing um, uh, that is happening that I think is so great is that 
when we have people in their winning seasons, we don't realize what's happening. And, and so you've hear you've heard people talk about possibly the 10% rule or maybe the highlight reel. Essentially, it's the same thing. People in their wins, we're seeing them post the best 10% of their lives or we're seeing them post that 10% that we identify as the highlight reel. And when this happens, um, what we don't realize is that what we're looking at as a win, we sometimes in our minds get caught up and consumed thinking that we're seeing 100% of what's taking place within their lives right now. That is not the case. What's really happening is that we're only seeing 10%, but because we're only seeing the 10% that they allow us to see, we think that, man, I need to get it together. I'm not doing enough. I'm yada, 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 right? And so when this happens, we don't realize that we have based 100% of our working, of our effort, and of our investment into whatever we're doing in life off of the 10% that we've seen somebody else post. I've been talking about this in my speeches uh, throughout the country for the last two years now, and it is just such a great and interesting dynamic to me because I'm like, yo, like it's not enough to just dive into the 10%. It's actually something to be said about that 10%, and that is this. I guess you can consider this a takeaway point um, for this topic and this conversation of the podcast, but that is that in the 10%, one of the things that we don't realize is that even though we have based 100% of our lives off of the 10% that we see somebody posting, what we're not recognizing a lot of times is the fact that that 10% that we see from them It took more than one try for them to get that one perfect picture, that one perfect post, that one perfect video. Many times people do 20 to 30 tries to get one post, one win, one victory, whether in public or on the social aspect. It usually takes a lot more than just that one perfect picture that is a representation of only the 10%. And so I think it's very, very important for us to realize and remember why we've got to make sure that in seeing people win, we don't get too caught up in judging ourselves. Like you always hear me say, don't judge your chapter five off of somebody else's chapter 20. And this is why what we deem as perfection actually took a very long time for somebody else to craft. And the reality is, is that they haven't mastered it. They were just finally able to get one good showing. And in that they got their win, they got their victory And that's what we have been allowed to see from them. So those couple goals that you see posted online, those cute modeling pictures that, oh my God, I wish I had the eyebrows that were twins and not cousins, the slayed hair, the nice outfit, all of the things that we're seeing, the person who's winning in their career, got a new contract, getting the finances, just purchased the house, um, got into a relationship, done with the single, like whatever it is, you've got to understand that that is only 10% and that 10% took more than the one perfect shot that you are seeing them in right now in this victory. And so with that being said, I think there's something to be said about us being very careful and making sure that we are not falling into this realm of self-sabotage, which simply says that you um, are falling into lies that make you feel like you're not enough, that you are not doing enough, and that 
that you will never be good enough to achieve or attain what you're seeing from somebody else's victory. Here's why this is important. Self-sabotage will trick you and it will pull you into a space where you now are starting to take your eyes off of your purpose and your process and you literally try to mold yourself into what you have seen from somebody else winning thinking, if I can do it the way that they do, if I can approach it the way that they do, then I'll be good and I'll secure the victory in the win and that's not the reality. What we're not recognizing many times when this happens is that all we've really done is pulled away from our identity, our uniqueness, and the very things that make us peculiar as people um, and in our own right, right? And so we've got to we've got to keep the 10% rule and the 30 tries that come with it in mind because I truly believe that if we can remind ourselves of that, we can start to kind of um steer clear of some of the self-sabotage, remembering that nobody's perfect, nobody is getting this right on the first time or on one try or even with them being years into it, guess what? Everybody, no matter how good, no matter how much of an expert they are, no matter how much of a master crafted individual they are, the reality is, is that no one's perfect. And in us posting victories, wins, advice, um, knowledge, or whatever else the case might be, we are learning from personal experience, from the experience of others, and we're learning specifically from mistakes, right? And so I think it's very important for us to keep that in the forefront of our minds. That way we're not allowing the self-sabotage to cause us to believe the lie that we need to be doing something other than what we're currently doing. I'm going to pause right here and give you this as I feel it in my spirit. And that is you are exactly where you are supposed to be right now. Continue to do the work, continue to be diligent in what you're currently doing and embrace the process where you are right now, right? So why is the self-sabotage piece something for us to be mindful of? And the, this is just my personal opinion um, from how I've seen it play out in my life and even some of those clients that I've had and people that I've worked with. And that is self-sabotage could actually act as a quick door opener to sadness that could easily cause us if we're in it long enough to slip into depression, um, but then also to start becoming too anxious to the point where we now start to live life and or do things differently from how we were doing them before and we pull ourselves out of our purpose and the areas that we were actually um, gaining footing and ground in and now we are in a space where we have stopped pursuing our purpose the way that we were meant to. And so you've got to be able to acknowledge the self-sabotage and also identify it. That way you can steer clear of it so that sadness, depression, and anxiety don't start putting you in this ridiculous loop um, that will have you thinking that, oh, I'm just not creative or I, I, I'm not I'm not good enough in this or maybe you start giving too much credit to the areas where you fall short in or some of your weaknesses. And it's not just you being um, 
an individual that acknowledges areas that you can become better in, you don't even look at it as an opportunity to become better. You literally only identify it as a weakness and you give it more credence and power by saying, this is why I'll never be this good or this is why I'll never do this because of the fact that you are looking at it the wrong way and you are speaking um, a lie over yourself when it comes to areas that you can attain and be better at, but maybe it just takes more time, right? And so we wanna make sure that we're being very careful not to allow that door to open, right? Um, the reality is, is that the truth for many of us, um, what we call a block or not having it all together is really us just not having the capability to walk um, out the plans of, our life and our purpose, right? Um, people talk about us as a generation. Yeah, I hear folks say it about millennials, but I think it's just people in general, honestly. They talk about like where we are in society now, this idea of like this microwave generation. People are expecting the now, people are expecting the move. And what I'm noticing more and more is that when we see people win, um, not only does the comparison creep in, but what happens is, is that we, we take our eyes off of the goal that we had set for ourselves and the purpose and the vision that God had for us, one of the things that we quickly start to do is, man, maybe I can get a one up if I just change it up and do it like this person is doing it. And while we think it might be helpful, while we think it might be something that could be beneficial, what we don't realize is that in that moment, we've actually caused ourselves to start looking elsewhere um, when we never had to or never needed to in the first place. And we have put ourselves in a position to where we are easily susceptible to feeling like we need to do something else because we've taken our eyes off of our purpose and what we were doing originally, right? And so reality is, is that some of us at times, a lot of us, I think all of us at some point in time in our life, we get off track, right? We get off track with our purpose. We get off track with what makes us uniquely us because we've been too consumed. We're trying to do it like somebody else. Um, and we've welcomed sometimes that mental attack into our own space and our lives, right? We've welcomed the self-sabotage. We've welcomed the idea and the notion that maybe I just need to stick and be average. We've welcomed all of these different things in that were never actually meant to be a part of our lives for the long haul, right? Maybe it was a learning lesson because you opened the doorway, but for some of us, we didn't open the doorway, acknowledge the fact that this doesn't belong here and start to exercise the practices that would help us to get it out of our lives. We opened the doorway, we allowed this thing a home in our hearts, and we've allowed it a space now to where it lives with us, and this is what we've got to start working against, right? And so here it is, guys. We've gotta get back to our identity. Um, I, I guess you can call this another point that I'm gonna give you. These actually aren't a part of the three points I was gonna walk away with, but I'm gonna give it to you as one anyway. We've gotta be able to walk and get back into our identity, getting back into the things that make us us, getting back into our gifts, our talents, talents. Um, and it could be as simple as the way you walk, the way you talk, how you speak, how you carry yourself. Maybe some of the, the morals and ethics that you carry that other people around you don't, right? Whatever it is that makes you a unique individual, I want to encourage you to get back to you um, in this and the things that 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 make you the person you are from your likes, your dislikes, the things that you're very passionate about. 
the gifts and the talents that you possess and the parts of you. I think this is so important. The parts of you that leave an impact on the people around you, whether you know it or not, getting back to your identity is so important. I can't begin to tell you how I wish I would have remembered this or at least known it um, early on in my life. And I'll be completely honest with you guys and, and me sharing some of my own self in this. I remember, and I've talked about this kind of before, but I remember, um, man, uh, 2011, 2012, I'd really started getting into the career path as a full-time speaker. And man, I was on fire. I was definitely different from the norm. Most of the speakers that I had seen when I was in school and even the cats that they brought out when I was in college were, you know, very well-dressed, suited and booted to the T, tailored, you know, um, in their in their clothing and just looked really, really good. And I could do that. I could pull that off. But that wasn't my style. I was definitely more relaxed. Um, a lot of folks were so consumed and focused on having the Toastmaster type of approach and making sure they sounded a certain way. Right. And so I never identified with that. If I'm going to keep it a buck with you, I'm not going to hold you like I never identified with that. I still had a little bit of my slang. I hate the, the term articulate, but I was I've been articulate since I was a kid. Um, and so. I could I could what I call code switch. I could navigate in each space the way that I needed to to present myself in whatever way I needed to. And I looked at it as a gift. Right. Um, and in this, I had become so comfortable in myself and I was inspired um, even in me becoming comfortable in myself. I got inspired towards the start of 2011 into 2011. I would say towards the end of 2011, more by that end of that year. But I got inspired by um, Eric Thomas. People call him E.T. the hip hop preacher, big time speaker. And when I first heard him speak, I was inspired because I'm like everything that I identified with was how he was as a person. He was very laid back. He was a lot more in your face and he definitely, you know, was the energy, right? That 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 energy in the speaking and just very bold and declarative in in what he's put out there. And that was me. I wasn't the the speaker that was trying to sound the best. I'm trying to reach your heart. And so for me, inspiration turned into idolization. Right. And in the idolization, I started to look at the person that I was once inspired by. And I found myself now comparing how they were starting to E.T. blew up like in the in the matter of months. Like this man just went nuts. People loved him. And I found myself looking at that like, well, man, if I ever want to make it in life, I need to approach it the way that he does. I need to do it the way that E.T. does it. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to win in this. And what I didn't realize that in that moment of inspiration turning into idolization and idolization, then turning into comparison, comparison put me in a space where I started to change the very things that made me me. 
And in this, I didn't realize that I was losing my identity because I was trying to pick up the identity and the mantle of somebody else. And that was never the purpose that God had for me. And this is many of us in life. We see sometimes people doing great work in the fields that we're either in or that we aspire to be in, maybe the work that we aspire to do. And what we don't always realize is that in those moments, while we've been inspired, we've put down our mantle and we've picked up the mantle of somebody else. And here's the thing. We always hear people talk about, oh, you know, you you won't be able to walk out somebody else's purpose. You won't be able to fit their shoes. I'm going to negate that and say you can. I personally believe that we can become carbon copies. Some of us will be able to fit and fill in the shoes of others, but here's where things start to change. You realize that as you've tried to emulate and imitate and become somebody else, as you've let your mantle down to pick up someone else's, what you find is that, yes, I'm talented enough to walk this thing out the way that they do. I'm great at being a chameleon and kind of masking myself to look like them. But here's the kick. Their blessings are not your blessings. So what's supposed to come to them for walking out their path and purpose the way that they're supposed to, it won't come to you. You might be happy for a minute because, oh man, I'm getting comparisons to this person. People think that I look like this or I sound like this. But the reality is, is that that is going to be very short lived because when it's time for you to reap off of what you were supposed to reap from what you invest. If you are investing in an area that was never meant for you in the first place, you won't reap the harvest and the benefits that were meant for your person, your purpose, your character, the things that speak to you mentally and emotionally. You won't be able to appreciate what's coming because it was never meant for you. This is why it's so important for us to make sure that we are being mindful of not allowing the spirit of comparison to propel us into a purpose that we were never meant to function in. And so with that, I'm giving I'm giving you me raw like this today because I need for you to understand this is not fluff coming for me. This is a lived experience. And I I personally believe that I wasted two to three good years of my life trying to sound, look, and be like somebody else who was so awe-inspiring. But even in their inspiration, we still function differently. And I was never supposed to try and fill out their shoes. What happens in a world where you are trying to be like somebody but the people that you are meant to reach are yearning for you to walk 100% in your identity and you can't connect with them until you do. This is why I say I feel like I lost two to three good years early on because I didn't realize how many more people I could have reached had I been confident enough to stay in tune with what God had placed in front of me. And so I'm sharing this with you all because my hope and prayer is that you take this and you can start to do things differently in your life. My next point for you all, don't compare and don't compete. Many times we look at somebody and we compare ourselves to them and we think, oh, I can do this better than they can. Oh, yeah, they cool, but I could definitely run circles around them. 
being honest and transparent once again. This was me. I, I, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. So my entrepreneurs, I think my folks even working in the nine to five field, the corporate side, no matter where you are in life, y'all know how it is when you know you're really good at something, when you know you're really good at a job and when you know that you um, are the best for it, right? And you know these things about yourself. And so you carry yourself in a very high regard. One of the things that can happen is that when somebody chooses a person over you or they choose a company over yours or whatever the case might be, you tend to sometimes find yourself relationships. For those of y'all that can't relate to this, I'm going to throw the relationship piece out there too. Oh, what they see in them that they don't see in me. Like, I can't be that good. Like, I can't give a, come on now, y'all know how I go. And so with that being the case, sometimes we will start to compare ourselves to whom has been chosen over us. And then we start to compete. They become our competition. We compare ourselves sometimes to the people close to us, our friends and family, not in the, the spirit of wanting to try and be better than them. But man, let's keep it real. Sometimes you see people winning around you who are um, connected to you and you, you want what they have. And in that, you start to compare yourself and compete with them. This was me for the longest period of time. I remember early on uh, reaching out. Look, I do a lot of cold calling and cold emails when it comes to reaching out to potential clients. And I remember early on, um, getting no's back from different groups because they went with somebody else who might have been a little more affordable or maybe they went with someone else who um, they had heard about or whatever the case might be. And then so when I would, I would like, y'all got to be careful with comparison too because it can low-key turn you into a person that you're not supposed to be from a standpoint of just like allowing yourself to be wrecked mentally and emotionally. I would stalk out the page um, of the event or the website to see who they ended up bringing in on the itinerary or whatever the case might be. Right. And then I look at that person, I go find their work. And then I look at the work and be like, really, this is who you took. This is who you chose over me. Like, seriously, I will run circles around them. Like, and then y'all know how it is too. When you're really passionate about the work and when you see that some people are doing stuff and it sounds good, but you know, they're not living it. Come on. Y'all going to talk to me today or not. Y'all know how it goes. There are some people that we see doing certain things and you know, they're not living it, but they seem to be getting all of the opportunity. They seem to be getting all of the blessings and you're sitting there frustrated, right? That was me. But I want to encourage you all don't compare. And don't compete. Even though people might be chosen over you, even though people are doing things that you wish you could be doing, I want to encourage you all not to allow the comparison to pull you in a space to where you're competing. And this is why. Many times we start to compete with people who aren't competing with us. We start to compete with individuals who are actually in their own lane, minding their own business, doing their own thing. Right. There's a term that some people use where it says, don't don't come for me unless I send for you. And that's that's essentially what happens. Sometimes we are coming for people who ain't even like they not paying attention to us. They're not on our radar. We're not on theirs. And the reality is, is that we have allowed our psyche to be shifted a little bit because we are now consumed with what this person is doing. And they might not even have a clue that we exist or who we are. And we're trying to compete with them for what? For, for an opportunity that probably wasn't meant for us, 
We always talk about how like, oh, God's got something better. Well, if God's got something better, let that better come and let the people who ended up choosing someone else over you, let them have what they have, right? Your gift is not supposed to be exposed and utilized in every space. Every opportunity is not your opportunity. And I want to encourage you all to remember that so you don't find yourself comparing and competing with individuals that you don't need to because at the end of the day, it's a waste of your time. I would encourage you all to do this, whether it's somebody you know or not, congratulate and continue to build on what God has placed in front of you. Congratulate people. Yes, this is my final point for you all. Congratulate people. You're hearing that right. Congratulate them, celebrate them, and continue to build on what God has placed in front of you. When you can do this, you're doing several things. You're showing a level of humility that will allow you the opportunity to be blessed because you aren't um, hampering on what could have been or what isn't. But then you're also... Um, sowing good seeds of 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 not only humility, but I think of just humanity in general, right? Just being a person that genuinely wants to see other people win, that is genuinely happy for those around them, right? So that is my encouragement. Congratulate them, celebrate them. And then after you do that, continue to build with the responsibilities that have been placed in your lap, the identity that God has trusted you with, Right? Continue to invest into that and continue to build in that. And I truly believe that if you do this, what you will end up finding is that you are actually walking exactly into what you're supposed to. And here's the kick, too. You're not wasting time because comparison has somehow tricked you and pulled you over into an area that you were never meant to be in in the first place. So why is this so important for your 2020? Because I truly believe with 11 months left in this year and the start of a brand new decade, what happens if you can start to shift out of the ways that you used to function and you can get back to you? You can focus in on you. You can learn to celebrate you, learn to celebrate your identity. And in celebrating it, continue to learn deeper about yourself, learn deeper about your identity. What is it that makes you special? And investing into those things, investing into your uniqueness and really tapping into the fullest potential that rests inside of the things that you can only find out by staying plugged in into who God created you to be. I love you guys, man. I am so excited for this month of February um, and all of the things that are going to be happening, man. Make sure you check in with me. Keep me posted on your wins. Keep me posted on the losses, right? Um, I, th I feel like the losses are a time for us to learn and we don't really lose, you know, we're failing forward. We're losing forward because we're still going, right? So it's not really a loss. It's a lesson learned and it's us getting an opportunity to continuously become better. But I love you all. And I want to see you win all you do. Make sure you connect with me on social media. Uh, my website is richardtaylorjr.com. Looking forward to the new update that I got coming. Um, I'm going to be rebranding and dropping uh, a new website here in about a week. Uh, make sure you connect on the socials, though. Instagram, Jr. Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. Uh, LinkedIn is Richard L. Taylor Jr. And then at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. As always, guys, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. What is between the dream? It's the point between your present moment and your promise. We like to call this the process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan meant for your life. I love you guys. Until next time.